0: Your support helps us bring fresh voices, new voices, and credible voices. Support Mind Podcast by clicking on Support the Mind Podcast link on mind.net. You can also write to us at info at mind.net about any other way you would like to support Mindmakers. Hello and welcome to Podcast 85.0. This is Ananda Vashish and with me is my colleague, Pramod Kumar Buravalli drinking, sipping his cup of chai and thinking what to do next after surgical strikes. No, Is that what you are thinking? No,
1: I am still recovering. I am in anesthesia. <laughs> Please answer. let me recover after surgery. <laughs> because it, it's, it's a healing process for us. For us Pakistanis, we are very, you know, we have to heal a lot. We have yeah. to think. And uh, <clears throat> anyway, Pakistan was also part of India. So for us uh, people, we feel bad we left uh, India 67 years ago. And uh, we have not been able to find our own destiny. But, uh, <laughs> like Tarek Fatah says, you know, one day or the other, ek na ek din wapas aana hi hai. You know?
0: Uh, I am not going on that route at all. We will see how it goes. Sunanda ji, you are
1: always negative on Akhand Bharat. Yeah, yeah, yeah,
0: yeah. No, no, no. I am happy with the Bharat we have right now. <laughs>
1: you are like Modi ji. You have happy. no territorial designs on anybody. I have no
0: <laughs> territorial designs whatsoever. I have no. Uh, so, Adit is not here. He is conducting his own surgical strikes right now. And I'm just kidding. He is, he is traveling. Mm-hmm. He should be with us in about two weeks, but he is traveling uh, to India, and he should get us some good reports from India. As it often happens, we have to keep going back and um, gather some ground reports from ground zero. That al- always helps, and we do that from time to time, and that's where Adit is right now. And um, when Before he left, we did do a small... Um, when we were shocked and awed when um, surgical strikes happened, we did a, we did record a small podcast, but this is the real one. We are going to talk about now that we have recovered a little bit and more information has come in. <clears throat> we are going to talk about the surgical strikes in detail. What we know, what we have been able to find from our sources, what is the real deal and what is propaganda. We are going to um, you know talk about this, and then we are also going to talk about what it means. In the larger sense of the term, because as we were talking just before this podcast started, uh, Pramod and I were talking that this is this is broken a huge psychological barrier so that is very important and we will talk about that we'll talk about uh, this in detail then we will also talk about another very important thing that happened this week um, india ratified um, cop, 21 cop 21 treaty, and uh, over. treaty handed over handed it over handed it over yesterday on october 2nd mahatma gandhi's jayanti a very symbolic day and a very symbolic thing. Um, that this is huge third country to third big country to do so and this really puts us in the on the high table, the of, good boy uh, Good boy list on the high table with the big players. <laughs> so there was no point in haggling over anything more because, um, as a responsible nation, we need to um, move ahead and play with the big boys and be on the big boy table. We can protect our interests. That is not a problem at all. So that is the second um, thing we are going to talk about, um, you know, a little bit. And the third information, you know, this has been um, although India and Pakistan have. Sort of been uh, uh, taking over everyone's mind share, but a very important news this has been a week of big news. Third important news is what Arun Jaitley did with this IDS um, income declaration scheme, where 30th September was the last day to declare, and it's assumed that I'm I'm leaving about what uh, they
1: they counted up to 65 or 69,000 crores. But then, by the time the whole uh, list is made, the valuation is done, some of them, uh, you know, really have not come in fully, they have declared, but the, the amounts have not come in. It could end up being one lakh crores. This is what this is,
0: this is huge, humongous, huge, huge. and we will we will talk a little bit about yes. when we do a little bit of uh, this thing. We will talk about what was involved in this yeah. and why was it different from VDS earlier, yeah. which Damaram had done because this was significantly exactly. um, uh, different. So we will talk about that also. But we'll come back come to surgical strikes right now. So what happened on um, September 29 and everyone will know that India conducted what we got to know was that there was a joint uh, press conference with the MEA spokesperson Vikas Swarup and DGMO They uh, jointly addressed the nation and the world at large to inform that surgical strikes had been conducted across line of control in Pakistan-occupied Kashmir. These were terror launch pads. I have been saying this from the beginning of this week. It's very important to get our vocabulary right. This did not happen. This was not a strike on Pakistani army. This was not an attack on Pakistani army. This was not going after Pakistan. This was going after um, the terrorists who are obviously, everyone knows that they are Pakistani Rangers are supporting them. Overtly, we went after the terrorists. Uh,
1: this was the biggest help that India could render to Pakistan, which has been suffering from terrorism also. <laughs> and uh, <laughs> Pakistan has always called the international community to come help them. If you, with pa- if you
0: don't notice one kilo of sarcasm there, I don't know <laughs> what. Would
1: but happen. Pakistan, as a country, is is not behind this uh, this this phenomenon of terrorism. They have always uh, abhor terrorism. Their brand of Islam has always been very <laughs> benevolent towards other religions. And uh, so when, when a country <laughs> of that size asks for help, as big brother, as a neighbor, as a good <laughs> responsible neighbor, India has got go, gone in and done a therapeutic strike, as I call it. Therapeutic strike is because it is therapy that was required. It was not surgery. It's, you know, this is a minor cut. You know, they've already made thousand drainage, cuts. No, They've like already that. made thousand cuts on India. So, we said, <laughs> well, we have... We can extend that cut a little bit from uh, either Punjab or Rajasthan towards the LOC and widen that cut. (laughs) And um, and Pakistanis should be extremely grateful to India because we help them out by clearing out the mess that they were saying they are unable to clear. They are non-state actors. Uh, unpaid actors, they are over actors. Just uh, like reactors. just
0: like they couldn't do anything with Osama bin Laden, and America had to come in and take oh, out Osama bin Laden because they couldn't do anything. Poor,
1: poor people. I, yeah. I, I really empathize with Pakistan because they are a nuclear nation. They are an unclear nation. Sorry, I said nuclear. I take that word. Right. <laughs> a nuclear nation, a nuclear nation that has ambitions to be the sword arm of Islam, and they want have they want to have a world view about everything. You want to sit at the same table with a nation that is six times larger than them and a civilizational country but uh, again jokes apart yeah, coming jokes back apart. to the seriousness to of it mm-hmm. is that this was a unshackling that was I feel at the proportion at the, uh, at the magnitude of Babri Masjid that the Indian civilization needed because India has been built on a low confidence motion not no confidence but low confidence motion that we under promise we underdeliver, deliver we either never promise or never deliver on certain issues, including national security. Every country, whether it is a small country like Philippines going up after Abu Sayyaf terrorists, which means they'll have to cross across international yeah. waters, smaller countries, um, you know, which are in the oceanic region, they've always adopted a stance of chasing the enemy to wherever they go, mm-hmm. whether it is across the border, across international waters, across a safe haven, Yeah across an embassy, you cannot let go of people who are creating mass hysteria and terrorism in your own people. They get their own parliaments to back a resolution supporting that sort of action. Yeah. India as a big giant teddy teddy bear used to do covert actions as well in Mm. a very subtle manner. I agree with analysts that there have always been covert actions, even up until 96, I knew of covert actions that yeah. were happening unbeknownst to the, the last, public. Last
0: decade, they had stopped.
1: Spectacular ones. But then, if you remember, Sunandaji, that is what I was lamenting that Bollywood could not get an ex defense analyst to give you a good theme and a good uh, success story to uh, do a movie like the Western nations do. yeah The Western nations actually have an entire military industrial movie. Complex, complex there, right? yeah. And so, this, this particular operation was conducted over a 250 kilometers arc across the LOC between two divisional co- uh, headquarters, which means a northern uh, um, uh, four, 14th Corps and 15th Corps. There's mm. a gap between these two. Usually, those gaps are never really seriously looked at because there are really no man's land sort of uh, a, a, an alleyway. But our troops were inserted, our special para commandos, the they crossed
0: the LOC on foot.
1: foot. 10 kilometers, Mm -hmm. uh, 10 hours of track. Mm. They went behind the enemy line. And they didn't the go to one place.
0: They, they spread, spread over to seven, seven camps. seven camps were not
1: one uh, b- b- beside the other. Yes. They were spread across uh, several kilometers. So mm. the insertion was both done on foot on, by helico- helicopters, both.
0: No, and they, the, uh, let me take it uh, back. It has been denied that helicopters were used for this operation. They said that the helicopters were kept in waiting. Unless you have your sources, no, I don't know. No, they, they, My sources uh, tell me that the um, helicopters were kept in waiting.
1: There was usage of... Uh, Restricted uses of helicopters Helicopters? whenever required so the helicopters were almost like a human dog following wherever required if there is something that was Unmapped and I'll come mm. to the mapping part of it. Mm. It was unmapped un- mm. unknown There was always a mobile and a very capable transport available to them mm. But it was a combination of both mm. and so the insertion happened behind the Pakistani rear guard Which is usually protecting the their part of the I.B. Mm. Which is mm. international border was is sort of a no man's no land. man's
0: land. I so agree.
1: they came from behind attacked yeah. those uh, uh, Camps the seven comps uh, camps got obliterated the rear, um, the uh, the entrances, which were guarded by some Pakistani regulars or irregulars, or whatever you call mm. them, were also, uh, you know, taken out. The casualties have, are yet to be reported because in, in the milieu of war, you get away as much as you can. Yeah. There's still rumors, and I've, I've, I'm yet to ascertain it that some of them uh, terrorists were captured alive. Mm. So whatever the information, the live feed or the video that uh, the. Um, the Indian government is sitting on is a gold mine. Yes. It, it will make every assertion by Pakistan. Yeah. Uh, and um,
0: I, I believe it was all
1: videotaped. It was videotaped. It was, videotaped.
0: It was done. Uh, this thing. So what I am understanding from what you are saying was that it was a Phenomenal operation managed with a lot of finesse and very um, you know very well organized.
1: Not just in, uh, not just the military part, mm. the foreign policy yes. part, which means to inform your diplomats or in every res- uh, you know uh, responsible yeah. nation. I'm
0: going to come back to the diplomatic part in yeah. a bit. Hold your thoughts there. We are going to come back and we are going to talk about how all the as I like to call it diplomatic ducks were put in order. This was me India's
1: message that. therapy, yeah, not massage therapy. Message, <laughs> <laughs> message
0: therapy. therapy. That note, hold that thought, and we'll come back. So what you were telling me, Pramod, from what I understood about what you have known from your sources was this was a phenomenally well-managed and flawless operation. And I alluded to it in my piece this morning. If you go to mind.net, you will see my piece. I said, these things don't happen overnight. Narendra Modi and his team had been preparing for this. So even though we were seeing this... um, Helicopter Johnson Lahore, we were seeing Ufa agreements and we were seeing all this talk, 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 talk business. He was giving them a very long rope. The preparation he had never he never was he never let his guard down. He probably knew that I am going to be history bears, um, you know, thing that there will be backstabbing. So he had never let his guard down because this kind of operation cannot happen if you are sleeping and suddenly you someone wakes you from stupor. This kind of flawless operation doesn't happen like that. No. And what we were, what you were um, referring to in the last uh, this thing, it wasn't just this uh, operation. This was one part of it. The other part of it was the. Uh, diplomatic um, control that was done from UN to all the diplomats in the world capitals around the world who got support for India. Not one person, not one country said that India was not (coughs) right in defending itself. This is huge. If you go back to when we tested Pokhran, do you remember what we faced? Considering this, we actually crossed LOC, which we had not done in Kargil also, and there was not one voice of dissent.
1: But then... Modi comes with a ton of luck. I'll tell you why. Every military had such options available to them. Was presented to the leadership. I still remember Vajpayee was presented many times the same op- option, yes, opportunity yes, to go. Yes, the very last mission, But the said world no. back then was different from the world today. Yeah. Pakistan is an international pariah. It was an international migraine, as Madeline Albright used to call it, mm. to an international cancer today. Mm. It needs much more than surgery. Mm. There is no cure for cancer mm. at this point. So uh, today that, that is one big advantage. Yeah. The fuel prices are low, mm. US and Russia are advancing technical knowledge and know-how mm. like never before. before. India itself is leveraging to its own uh, interests and to its own uh, maximum maximizing uh, capabilities mm. uh, the, the existing um, uh, strengths that ISRO brings to the table, yeah. ISRO means. That if you can send a satellite to Mars and circle Mars and continue to hold on to that orbit, it basically means you can see any single small cycle or rickshaw parked uh, across Hafiz uh, Hafiz uh, road, <laughs> you know, whatever he's wherever he's staying in Karachi. So <clears throat> or Dawood Ibrahim for that matter. So that, that 20 years is what it took for mm. the world to take notice that yes. Pakistan is not just India's problem because the world has also been very ambivalent and the yes, world means the Western world, Western world. Pre-9-11, which is, which
0: pre-9/11 is, <clears throat> and post-9-11 are two different
1: worlds. Exactly. Pre-9-11,
0: everybody thought that Pakistan is India, is a problem that is just created by India, and, India need, and they just need to handle it by themselves. They did not realize that Pakistan is actually a problem for the whole world. Look at all the terror... Uh, footprints they all lead to Pakistan.
1: The access across of, the world, the access of evil today is consisting of Pakistan, uh, North Korea, and to some extent, some elements within China. China, it is not Iran, it is not Iraq, those two are yeah, gone. Those two are gone. Um, you know, you have to look at newer accesses that keep forming all the time, alliances yeah. that keep trying to pull the earth away from development and progress. Mm. Look at these two countries, Pakistan and North Korea. Name one good thing that they have come up with the past 65 years.
0: So yeah, I I agree with you and here we are saying that Pramod is saying that the new axis of evil is really Pakistan, North Korea and to some extent some… Um, shades in China but Pakistan and North Korea definitely These, this is not, Pakistan is not India's problem, Pakistan is world's problem and what India has been saying and what India has been and what Sushma Saraj very eloquently said in her speech in um, uh, you know UN Nations, and yeah. many years ago and I think it was two or three years ago when Hillary Clinton was uh, Secretary of State, she actually said one day she said you cannot breed snakes in your backyard and think that they will not come and bite you So as long as um, Pakistan has this state policy of breeding terrorists to hurt India, to hurt Afghanistan, this is not going to go well. The problem is that you create these Frankensteins and you think that they will be under your control. That does not happen.
1: And that is the good boy mentality that India has always tried to somehow maintain all the time. And this is a new generation, a new generation that asks quick response, quick answers. From the time of Bab- Babri Masjid to the therapeutic strikes of today. You've said
0: this before and I want to pin you down on this. Why are you saying this surgical? Because this is going to bring us a lot of uh, you know, questions and uh, some amount of controversy also. So I want to ask you something. Why do you keep saying Babri Masjid and... Um, um, there, uh, surgical strikes in the same sentence. Why there, do you think that this is unshackling of Indian mind?
1: It is, because India has always had the capability of inflicting maximum damage civilizationally. I keep talking about King Bharata. Why is India called Bharadesh? Mm-hmm. It could have been Ram Desh, mm-hmm. But King Bharata was the one who conducted these surgical strikes way back when. Mm-hmm outside of India's borders. Yes. He went and ensured that those tribes, the morading barbaric tribes that are living across the borders, never came back and visited during his time at least and yes. for next two or three generations. Same goes with King Shivaji. Same goes with uh, almost I would say, I would even give that example of Sam Maniksha who to his limited uh, uh, you know, mandate that was given to him… So he o- went what you are saying is visit. that
0: all successful kings and generals took the war to, to the, the enemy.
1: enemy and never looked back. Never looked back. Ensured success. Yeah. And that unshackling of ba- why I insert Babri Masjid as a phenomenal um, incident at that point is because Indians have always somehow felt overwhelmed with the traumatic bloodshed that they witnessed, mm-hmm. even after truce was made. Yeah. See, that is what is the backstabbing analogy that I keep yeah. getting. Uh, in the Kalinga, Kalinga pre Islam, pre Islam pre islam there were truce that was made and both sides would hold to that truce <coughs> there mm. were central asian tribes there were hunas there were shakas there were indo-greeks uh, there were Scythians, there were terms of engagement. Sunandaji, at least if you don't attack children you don't, you don't attack, attack women after sun, after uh, sun sunset, or something there was mm, rules of war rules. that was broke that was yeah. broken in kurukshetra also
0: yeah
1: i'm not saying it was not but at least there was some respectability ki ham ye these are the no go areas but that respectability got broken that uh, promises were broken all the time by people who are coming from the outside like modi said we have not gone outside yeah we have never ventured outside even today we are not outside. saying we want pakistani punjab or Singh. Mm. we all we or are saying p- all we are saying is look we have the capability we are scientifically more advanced uh, than you are but this this far and no further. That's about it. Yeah. You know, you cannot take us for granted anymore. Yeah. Uh, Babri Masjid was an example that was shown to the world that there was a monument that was built to um, celebrate the Hindu slavery that was broken down. It was pulled down. That was there was not that was not symbolic. It was not a masjid um, at yeah. all. So uh, it was a, s- a disputed structure a, know, that was, was being that down. was being quoted as a a monument to Islamic con- conquest of India. India and Hindus, Sikhs, Jains and Balls Consider this our divine land. We will fend and protect and defend it to the last of our Uh, So uh, just
0: as Babri was unshackling of that slave mentality, you think uh, these surgical uh, strikes acted in the same way for unshackling this Indian mentality that we have to be the good kids and we have to uh, always uh, sort of let Pakistan do what it does,
1: let's bleed, it's okay. This is the beginning of new India, Mm -hmm. this will not stop. Surgical strike after surgical strike. There and this is
0: no one's. I don't think, um, you are saying this and I don't think I am saying this. I don't think anybody, uh, any serious analyst will say that Pakistan problem is going to be solved after this. No, it will actually, exacerbate. it will actually become bigger after this. But what we are saying is that, you know, it was insanity to do the same of um, what we were doing for last 20 years and then expect different results. Modi pressed the reset button. He said, no, this is not going to happen. We are bleeding anyway let us get out of this um, uh, strategic restrained nonsense and let's fight the war on our own this thing we will control it we will do uh, we will yeah. increase the escalation to the point that we can we are capable of handling the escalation and controlling the escalation as well so that was very important but let me come back um, quickly to the uh, political uh, this thing of it and to the um, uh, geostrategic um, geopolitical uh, stuff. So what this means is that LOC is not sacrosanct anymore. No. This means that what we were holding uh, uh, Shimla Agreement mm-hmm. is out in dumps. It's yeah. over. Shimla Agreement does not agree because Shimla Agreement was almost this thing that we should ratify LOC and make it an international border at yeah. one point and then Tum apna raklo, hum apna that was pretty much what Shimla Agreement yeah. was. Indians were never very happy with Shimla Agreement. So this says that Shimla agreement is over and done with, it is in the uh, yep. dustbin of history. We have to, so what happens to Kashmir problem after this then?
1: So so here's what's going to happen. Now if Pakistan does not retaliate, then the Pakistan military and ISI will start losing credibility hmm. with it, within its own people, and that is what they are sitting on. They have enormous credibility, and that credibility has to be completely chipped at. Yeah. And if that does not happen, the, the next logical step is for Pakistan to either use non-state actors, uh, actors again to inflict damage onto India or lo- go into a low-scale convention, low conventional war. In a all-stakes war, Pakistan will not exist. They also no, know they that. It is always these two to try to bring India to the negotiating table. Now, India is not coming to the negotiating table. Yeah. We sit on the floor and eat. We don't yeah. even eat on the table. <laughs> so, uh, for Pakistan to assume that we'll eat with our cutlery and all that, that that's mistaken. Yeah. So, so right now, the only logical step I see where this is going to conclude is that Pakistan needs desperation. Yeah. is going to try to engage India in a conflict, which will again result in a phase… What uh, kind of
0: conflict do you mean? Do you mean a regular armed conflict?
1: Not armed conflict, but it will be uh, unconventional. The unconventional, it will be actors. trying to wake yeah, yeah, yeah. up the uh, terrorism yeah. issue again yeah, and again, yeah, 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 yeah. and uh, again it I will be another that. vicious cycle that will start.
0: Yeah. Uh, absolutely, and India has to be ready for this, and I think Narendra Modi has, uh, he knows how this is going to work? He has, as I said, uh, you know, he understands that controlled escalation is the point ahead now. So we'll we'll take it up later. Before we get to our uh, next topic. Um, I do want to say that this is Mindmakers production this mind podcast is brought to you by the Mindmakers team this uh, podcast is produced and edited by Adit Kapadia with the help of our team in India. The panelists for the um, podcast are Adit Kapadia, Pramod Kumar Bhuravalli and Sunanda Vashisht which is me. Okay so this is a story that has not um, ended yet this is going to this is a developing story and a lot is going to happen um, we just I, I just want to inform the reader and the listeners that there are tough times ahead uh, Pakistan is not going to sit quietly there will be escalation there will be uh, I think we, just, you know, we will see how it goes and as things happen we will uh, keep commenting on it but these are tough times and but at how long can anyone bleed? Even the healthiest of persons, if he is bleeding for 20 years, at some point, you know, he will give in. So, uh, this was probably that yeah. um, point. Uh, this thing. And, you know, I, I, I keep saying this, and maybe as an analyst, um, it does not behoove me um, to put it a personal thing here, but I do want to say it nevertheless that Indian army is a righteous army. Indian army is on the side of the right, you know, that we have not coveted any territory. We don't go after anyone. We don't do anything, um, you know, to bring grief to other people. Our war has come to us. So, um, you know, really, you know, I am Proud of Indian Army. I am proud of everything that they have done, and you know, with their hands tied, even when their hands yeah. were tied, they have delivered so much.
1: Not just now, not always. Historically, 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 this
0: institution used. has delivered so much for us. So I just want to give out a mm-hmm. shout out to every single person in Indian Army. Thank you so much. Thank you for being there, and thank you for um, being an institution that we are so proud of. Would you say that
1: men and women bearing arms? Ah. have always brought the highest uh, accolades and respect to the Indian society. They have delivered results against overwhelming odds. I remember vividly the Misaldars and the Sikh uh, armies of the past which uh, were exemplary in the treatment of yeah. their prisoners. Same goes with the Maratha yeah. armies. So we have always been kind, but we have never been paid back in kind. Yes. So war has n- we have never gone to war, but war has it's always ridiculous. come to India. That is the only state policy that India has to follow. Your progress will always be the envy of the other person. Yeah. And if you don't count that envy in, in your uh, policy, and If you are not prepared for it, if yeah. you think everybody gets everything and aray, uh, you know peace will always be sustained, no, no. there is always you have to always have to wage war to get peace.
0: You always have to fight. Um, and uh, this peace. good
1: boy attitude nature, This is what Modi has shown. The good boy attitude is only only for these treaties, these corruption uh, treaties, and yeah. all of these things. Which again, you have know, you to give credit. That there is a good cop and a bad cop in the Modi team. Yeah. Whether he himself is the good cop or bad cop, I <laughs> don't, don't know. <laughs> know. I, have, I have yet to ma- meet him. <laughs> I can't judge him. Uh, whether he is Satrangi, like people say he is, uh, yeah. whether he can bring out that hat. Um, yeah. Yeah. But then this is a historical it's, thing this that they is is signed a historical with uh, y-
0: Yes, I, I, I want 21. to go back to that. that because you
1: know, uh, we are bringing the good cop, bad, bad cop, cop uh, sort of thing. Now this is where India becomes a good cop. Yes, historically
0: you know, we signed COP21, so, ratified Paris mm-hmm. Treaty. And this was a, another big news that happened this In, week. So I, I want you to talk about mm-hmm. it a little bit, uh, Pramod. What does this mean?
1: Well, we are the third largest emitter of uh, greenhouse gases. Mm -hmm. We ratified the uh, Paris climate deal, which has been uh, going back and forth because India has always insisted that the bigger countries, the western countries, the industrialized nations, so-called first world countries, have inflicted the most damage. They have already become industrialized. They have now gone from industrialized nation to clean industrialized nations. Mm -hmm. Uh, But there is a transition and there is a cost to it because you cannot uh, expect every industry in India to immediately go to a high cost, low yield um, environment after having sunk costs already into equipment that is producing these greenhouse gases. So, you cannot have the West impose these taxes and these huge fines on countries. That's why Narendra Modi
0: came up with something called climate justice.
1: Exactly. So, there are three things that the world has to coalesce around. One is uh, climate change, the second one is corruption, mm-hmm. uh, war against corruption and war against terrorism. Yeah. And in this climate deal, I think India has given a little bit of concessions because they could still have hold, uh, held out uh, for a few more months, mm-hmm. but I think there was something going on in the back channels between Obama and uh, Narendra Modi that, look, you know, this is part of Obama's legacy that he brought around India to, yeah. if not on the terrorism front, if not on the Kashmir front, mm-hmm. at least on the climate change. But front. you know, if we in, in helped
0: Obama a little bit in his Legacy thing. I'm sure we got something in return. Maybe I'm, that's, I'm that's, that's sure not it will something that can, uh, you know, be declared right now, or these things are not in uh, out in open ever. But I'm <coughs> sure we did get something. So in just return. some uh,
1: few specifics. Mm. This ratification formalizes pledges made by every country, that's including right. India, mm-hmm. to take actions to curb or lower. Uh, greenhouse gases mm-hmm. from 2020 onwards not immediately not now, because immediately, yeah. it's impossible yeah. and try to keep the rise in average go global temperatures Below two degrees. It's already yeah. uh, you you can see the climate change. It's becoming yeah, hotter and warmer yeah, yeah. So they're trying to carpet down or to at least that try for one point five is what the this thing is yeah. And uh, naturally being the third largest uh, global uh, carbon emitter uh, China, U.S. and India together are responsible for 40 percent of the global carbon emissions yeah. because it is rapidly industrializing and that, that basically accounts for 4.1 percentage of the global emissions. Yeah. So, w- last month since the United States and China have joined the Paris Agreement which was adopted by 195 parties mm-hmm. according to the U- UN Framework Convention, mm-hmm. now the pact will come into force after it has been ratified by at least 55 countries which account for 55 percent of global emissions. Mm-hmm. And it was adopted last December 12th, India signed it in April in New York and, um, you know, basically India has still inserted a caveat that within the framework of the Indian constitution, within whatever is the acceptable norm, national laws and its own assessment of global commitment. So, it won't be imposed by the Western uh, context of uh, an emission. It itself is a responsible nation that will have a caveat that its implementation will be Incumbent on India's laws, rules, regulations, and the Constitution. So
0: we haven't give, given, a no, no, we we have have given a whole lot. We, we so haven't given a whole lot. We have, not. have, we have uh, you know, worked in our framework and we have developed our framework. So that's a very important thing. I want to come quickly go to another very important news that happened. Uh, this thing that was this Income IDS 2016 Income Declaration Scheme. I believe at the latest count, 65 thousand crores were added to the quote unquote white economy and uh, the success of this is uh, humongous. This is, this that is, is the an
1: tax answer. on the, see, this yeah. is 45% of what they had. Yeah. Right? That means they, had, they, they still have the 55%. Yeah. yeah. 40,000 Sazar tha. This is the tax. That the this is the will tax get. that they recovered, 45%. Yeah. Yeah. Now imagine Sunandaji, those who did not declare. <laughs> I
0: know. <laughs> the government is and going that 100
1: percent government will get
0: That 100 percent government. This is just government.
1: the harbinger yes. of good news. So
0: this was this was good news. Slam
1: dunk for India. Yes.
0: And again, uh, uh, an answer to all those people who said, What about foreign? Uh, no, 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 no.
1: Imagine his legacy is sealed. Modi inadequately planned, unplanned, Bhagwan ki Krupa. I don't know. <laughs> Climate justice ho gaya. Corruption, everybody is saying, where's the money? Where's the money? Where's the money? Where's the money?
0: Where's
1: Terrorism, ka want to go to the I know. So you want to go to the specifics no, of No, I just wanted yeah. to
0: say that this IDS, unlike its predecessor, involved payment of full normal tax, plus how it was different. So this wasn't as if that yeah. these people were kept at par with the honest taxpayers. That is what I liked so much about this. This, this wasn't is still as if this is still penalty. So involved payment of full normal tax plus a penalty of 50% of the normal tax. This they wanted to ensure that those who evade um, taxes do not benefit any more from than the honest taxpayers. In the previous scheme, the normal slab rate alone 30% was payable. This is about 50%. So that is that is what what is. Uh, Cumulative, if
1: you add some returns to yeah. it, it is 45 percent. 45 percent, and
0: now they are saying that this will yield a tax revenue of over 29,000 crore or 0.2 percent of GDP, I which know. is amazing. This will be collected partly this fiscal year and partly next fiscal year. And
1: Mumbai Ahmedabad Express uh, this train mm-hmm. can be built uh, <laughs> just, by this just with this money. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And another salient feature which is the differentiator between the voluntary disclosure of income scheme by Chidambaram and Arunjitli's scheme uh, today yeah. is that in that scheme, after that money was disclosed, there was no punitive action that was, uh, yeah. you know, that is why Modi was warning, warning, giving warning, a warning. Giving key, warning so do, much, it, do, do it. Do it. Do it, it, now. it now. Nothing was collected afterwards. That yeah. was just a window that opened up and it closed. Mm. Now this window has become the house. Yeah. The house that will gobble up everything yeah. else. Now people who have not declared are going to run helter skelter i've heard common citizens complain that they are not able to sell their properties because Earlier, the, the norm was they, they were selling properties at a much higher rate, getting yeah. cash and repatriating cash wherever required, yeah. were, you know, using the Hawala route. Right. No, I want to close. say that the,
0: uh, Mauritius double tax avoidance treaty, which has been a source of tax evasion, was also successfully renegotiated yeah. and plugging a long standing loophole, which many thought would never be um, done, which is amazing. So on that front also, we have some really great news that uh, yeah. has been uh, this thing so uh, this is
1: this is great week for india yeah. and uh, but at the same time we cannot be weak on a week you yeah. <laughs> know, week meaning you can't be no because every good week will be followed by five bad weeks yeah. and so on and so forth uh, and philosophically since we all be, believe in the message of bhagavad gita there is always that uh, creeping uh, complacency that comes into our, you know, why, why should Babri Masjid and the surgical strike take 25 years? Yeah. This should be a constant thing, just like you yeah. eat food, just like you you, you clean uh, your house, there has to be a protection of the house, yeah. there has to be a protection of your property, there has to be an insurance scheme.
0: And a protection of your values and the protection of your civilization. And
1: propagation of it, you know, yeah. unless you propagate what you stand for, there will always be countries that will be envious and trying to, I mean, yeah. today it is Pakistan, tomorrow it is Samadharstan. Yeah. Because in our life, we always look at the people of our life. The all-weather, the good weather, the good people, the good-natured, uh, you know, uh, humor that we have yeah. that cannot be replaced by anybody else. Yeah. So that's something precious that ancestors for tens of thousands of years have protected. We should do that. Very happy that this uh, week has yielded yeah, good results.
0: This has been a phenomenal week and on uh, multiple uh, issues: on the environment issue, on the um, this um, black money issue, and of course on the strategic affairs and uh, geopolitical. This has been a tremendous week for India. Congratulations once again to government of India and. Indian armed forces and he
1: inaugurated to the credit of um, narendra modi i don't know how he does this timing
0: <laughs> Pravashartya Pravashartya <laughs> Bhavan. <laughs> uh,
1: to which i am attending in two weeks <laughs> yes and um, you know the, the, the thing is he, he said sees. he said uh, the pravasis are 2.5 crore people mm. And Sunandaji, you have also been invited to many events and you are followed by the Prime Minister. And I, I don't know what knack he has. Whether <laughs> it, is, it comes naturally to him or whether he is like grace, some blessing yeah, is some
0: there blessing, yeah. that he has
1: this knack. He has tapped the potential of uh, Pravasi's like never, before. True. never I,
0: before. I agree. So this has been a phenomenal week as, I, as we keep saying. We cannot end this wonderful podcast without the recommendations for the week as has become the tradition and people uh, keep uh, looking out for us and we are really touched with that people keep asking for our recommendations i do want to say that if there is anything that you have read or heard or watched and you would like us to recommend our please preview. write to us review yeah please write to us the team will review that and we will see if that can be um, a mind recommendation for the week but please do give us our recommendations we would like to you know this is this this podcast belongs to all of us. So do write to us with your recommendations and with your suggestions and we will definitely pass them on to the larger audience. Uh, My recommendation for this week is, we just celebrated Ladhaji's birthday. So there is this um, one song when I was young and this, this reminds me, I did not know, I probably was three or four. I did not know who the voice was. I did not know what she was singing. But there was this But it attracted me so much to her. There is this... We had a... Yellow, um you know, we had a Philips radio which had a yellow cover on top of it, and I remember going back to it as a child all the time. When Lataji used to sing, "Manmohan bade jute, Haar ke har nahi mane," ah. my father's name is Manmohan, so I used to think that this voice in the radio is singing for my father as a young yeah. child. So I used to sing, you know, yeah. every time I used to go and say, Man Mohna bade jute, Haar ke har nahi mane," so that I on Lataji's birthday we wish her very happy birthday and. I recommend this song and I always say this, if Lataji had sung that just one song in her life, that would have assured her a place in greats of the world, a musical greats of the world. But yeah. she has a, such a big repertoire that no one else can match it. Yes. But anyway, happy birthday, Lataji. We, truly, the Bharat nighting- Ratna Lata
1: truly the nightingale, nightingale of, of India.
0: India. Your recommendation promoting.
1: is obviously because uh, of the times we live in, um, our um, analyst, our expert, our guru, as far as uh, uh, military uh, affairs is concerned, he's written extensive articles for us. Yeah. He's a he was a fighter pilot, a Jaguar fighter pilot, and a software programmer. You name it. Um, you know, Colonel Vijayendra Thakur uh, wrote a book called Triumph in Surrender, a, ga- a gathering of Karamvir Yodhas. It's a fictionalized, fictionalized account of how Pakistan um, tries to uh, take over Kashmir, and it's almost close to uh, uh, Kashmir falling for Pakistan almost a, a clean sweep when the uh, Indian Air Force strikes and takes control of the scenario, which is what could have happened if Nehru used the Air Force in 1962. We could have won that war. We did not use the Air Force, and hence, that is a very bad uh, experience for all yeah. of us. Triumph in surrender, Vijender K. Thakur. Please try to read that and uh, keep reading.
0: Yes, absolutely. And that brings us to the end of this podcast. Thank you for tuning in. Thank you for listening. As always, like us on Facebook. Follow us on um, Twitter. Go to mind.net. Brilliant pieces, brilliant articles um, on Surgical Strike and various other issues we keep Um, writing. Um, There are some excellent interviews, some video interviews. There are some previous podcasts. Do listen to us. Keep writing. This is together. We are all mind makers. Thank you so much. I talk to you next week.